Assalamu alaikum everyone and welcome to the very first episode of our podcast Inspire to Aspire. So alhamdulillah we're finally here we're and very excited and inshallah we'll begin by introducing ourselves and moving straight on ahead to our topic. So for today I'll pass it over to our co-host. Please introduce yourself sis. Assalamu alaikum. <laughs> I know you already said that but I'll just say it too. Um, I'm Hajira. And I am um, a little bit about me and what I'm passionate about. I think throughout our podcasts, um, our episodes, um, you guys will all get to know us a little bit more. Um, but I always have a difficult time kind of answering this or introducing myself. Mm-hmm. But I'll just, I'll just speak from the heart. Um, so I born and raised. I was born and raised in the United States. Alhamdulillah. And I come from... A Muslim family, a Somali family specifically, um, and I'm really passionate about giving back to the community. You know, I'm 25 years old, and alhamdulillah, like I've worked for a few years in my profession, um, and I'm still open to learning so much. And I don't know what my future looks like exactly, but I'm so excited about finding my path um, and working with the beloved Muslims in our community. Um, and I'm a jokester. I like to be silly. You know, I work with kids, so um, I do have that inner child that comes out often. Um, and I'm really passionate about, you know, mental health, um, psychology. It really does fascinate me, like human behavior. SubhanAllah, like the way that Allah made the human body and how we've adapted and survived, like even as a child, you know, coping mechanisms to survive your environment. and. It's just so fascinating to me and how Islam also has all of that, you know, because Islam is perfect. Um, so I'm passionate about a lot of different things and you guys all get to know me throughout the episodes. Um, so Alhamdulillah, I'm just your average Muslimah in America. <laughs> Masha'Allah. Um, I second a lot of what Hajira has just shared with us all. So my name is Hilal. I'm your other co-host. And to, de- to describe myself, firstly, I would start off honestly with my deen. I'm a Muslima, you know, and I'm mainly someone who strives to live a life that's fulfilling to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Mm. And through that, through my passions as well. My passion is very similar to Hajira's mm-hmm. and it's centered around psychology, you know, serving our community, specifically the women in our community mm-hmm. and, you know, learning and seeking knowledge in Islam. And mm-hmm. right now I'm at a point in my life where, you know, I'm really into that whole self-discovery phase. Mm and really learning and unlearning a lot of things in my life and looking back on things that have happened, things that are happening and learning where is the next best direction for me to take. So with that being said, inshallah, our topic for today pertains to the sweetness of Iman or how scholars would say halwatul Iman. <laughs> and this can simply be described as, described as experiencing a deep feeling of faith or connection to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And it's that feeling of contentment and absolute bliss. So you hear many times, um, you hear this many times when people are speaking like um, traveling to Umrah or Hajj or if they sacrifice something for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, something that was very hard for them, but then they felt this feeling of contentment, whether they're reading Quran or praying, it's when you are like feeling that most connection to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the scholars describe this in a much better way um, they've written books about this so if you are someone who's interested in this topic learning more about this topic we would really encourage you to you know seek that knowledge and learn about it and seek out those books and seek out that own so I'm gonna sh- 
pass it over again to Hajira. And I want the question for today is, and you guys can join us on with it, thinking about it and reflecting on it. When was one of the first times you can remember you tasting that sweetness of Iman, you tasting that deep connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and how did that affect you? So kind of take us back on that, inshallah. So, um, sweetness of Iman. What'd you say? Hilwatul Iman? Hilwatul Iman. Iman. <laughs> I've never heard of that, but that sounds cool. Um, I think the most intense feeling that I remember, or the earliest feeling, I would say, um, you know, alhamdulillah, like I grew up in a Somali household. I've been Muslim my whole life, but I think in high school is when you kind of, when you are in the developmental phase of being an adolescent, um, identity is a big, you know, stage and finding yourself, who are you, and it's also the time when you choose Islam, and you choose, are you going to pray at school? (laughs) Are you going to, you know what I mean? You get to choose all these different things, alhamdulillah, and I remember um, the first memory that I'm thinking about right now is I was in Morocco and I was studying abroad um, with the host family over there I was living with them and I remember it was I was 17 years old this was some years ago and I the first night I went to go visit my family I was so excited to go to a Muslim country for the first time you know and I was like oh my goodness I can't wait to hear that then I can't wait to be a, a you know to be a part of the majority for once you know and I had all these feelings, and upon entering Morocco, you know, there's a lot of my uh, perceptions that got, like, shattered a little bit, but alhamdulillah, my host family was very kind, very inviting, and they were more interested in me than my roommate, Kelly. <laughs> and I remember one night, I was in the living room with my host family, um, I think it was the first or second night, and they were just so excited to meet me. Like, how is it being Muslim in America? And asking all these different things. And alhamdulillah, my host family spoke English. Um, and I was just describing all these different things. And they kept asking me, like, Inti Muslima? Inti Muslima? I'm like, yes, I'm Muslim, you know? And um, I remember my host family was just so excited. Like, oh, do you pray Salah? Do you pray in Arabic? Do you, you know, all these basic questions. And I was like, yeah, I'm Muslim, you know? And I remember um, my host sister, um, Fatima Zahra, we called her Fati, <laughs> she um, was like, please, please, Hajjala, like, just read some Quran or read the Adhan or do something, we want to hear your voice. And I was just like, okay. <laughs> so then I started reading um, the first ayah, and this was like a random choice, okay? Girl, I don't even know, I didn't know the translation of Surah Mulk at the time. I didn't know the first ayah and the meaning behind it, but it was a surah that I was trying to memorize and like read regularly. And so I was like, let me just read a surah that I like the way it sounds um, and that I right, can recall. And I started reading it and I couldn't even finish the first ayah. I just started mm-hmm. crying. And it was like a feeling that just washed over my body and subhanAllah, I can't describe it. And the only thing I could connected to is that it was Venus of Iman. I just felt like this feeling, this warm feeling in my heart, you know, and that is the power of Allah's Quran, you know, and that was a high that I chased for so long, <laughs> for so many years. Like, I need mean, that's faith, you know, like, because we know um, the world of the unseen. We know that this world is bigger than our own mind, and we know that Allah knows everything, right? And um, Iman is something that is um, in the heart. Right? And it's something that Allah uh, gifts with people. It's not something that you can 
know, it's something that Allah gets yeah. only. Mm-hmm. And subhanAllah, like that feeling that I had when I was reading the Kalam of Allah, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it was indescribable. And it made me connect to all the people that I would see, you know, when they were praying salah, you know, the men when they would lead um, taraweeh and crying. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, what are they crying about? But now it's like, oh, it's the speech of Allah. Mm-hmm. And that's just me not knowing what it meant. Mm-hmm. And, and the more I learned and the more I went on this journey, oh, the tears kept coming. The joy, the love, you know, the just the awe. Yeah. Being awestruck of Allah mm-hmm. and just His uh, grandness, you know, mm-hmm. Subhanallah, it's just like incomprehensible. It's a lot. It's overwhelming. But it's like, yeah. So I'm gonna stop right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about you, Hila? That is so beautiful, first of all, and yeah, we underestimate the power of the Quran. You know, we're told that even the Quran to the mountain, the mountain crumbles. Mm-hmm. Imagine how hard mm-hmm. and strong and big. A um, a mountain is mm-hmm. and then to our hearts so it's like no wonder now we understand why these men who lead Salah said mm-hmm. I would, would be crying or some people we'd catch them reading Quran without even knowing it just like you yeah. not knowing the translation oh, yeah. but it would affect them so so deeply and yeah. us we don't know the Arabic mm-hmm. language you know inshallah we strive to mm-hmm. but we don't know it yet and subhanallah it's a different feeling so thank you so much for sharing Hajira mm-hmm. so for me mine happened in high school as well coincidentally mm-hmm. subhanallah um, I was about the age of 15 or 14. I was in ninth grade, so mm-hmm. was one of those ages. And I went to Somalia because our grandmother was sick, obviously. And so we went there and we stayed there for around maybe six to seven months, I would say. And we went to private school there. Um, we went throughout all the cities and, you know, visiting where we were from. And... Wallahi, that trip, before going on that trip, I was so upset and angry and just like my life is over. I knew nothing. (laughs) I was just like, my life is over. I can't believe I'm about to enter high school and I'm being sent to Africa and this and that, blah, blah, blah. You know, that was my whole attitude and that was how I saw things. But coming back home after those like five to six months, Subhanallah, it that was a point in my life. Allah changed my life through that trip. And I will never ever be able to put into words and thank Allah enough for how much I learned and how much I experienced. I was for the first time seeing just people who lived in such a lower how would you say? Like so much less than us. And you hear about poor people all the time, you hear about people who have less than you all the time, but we came from the U.S. Mm-hmm. You know, our school was basically all Adan people, you know, all white people, <laughs> and of middle class. So it's like I was always comparing myself to people above me, and I think that shaped my identity and my personality a lot more, and which is explains why I was just so negative about even going to Somalia and stuff. But anyway, let me not get off on a tangent. <laughs> going there. Um, it really, really affected me seeing the day-to-day life and just getting close to my grandmother and my other family members. And I remember once my family and I went to go visit the Badia, mm-hmm. which is like, how would you say it in English? Like one hut, one village, <laughs> one hut, and like the nothing else there in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> Where no, the Bedouins are. Like you know? literally mm-hmm. that, that's yeah. it. 
so we were there and there was like just a bunch of camels that were going around and we were able to just like go close to the camels and speak to, like not speak to them pet them or whatever and just like you know experience it for the first time so I remember I was like walking around and imagine it's just like such a cool night right before Maghrib time and it was that towards the end of my trip and I was just like looking at the camel petting it and it didn't kick me or anything and then I don't know something in me was like okay let me just I just wanted to read Quran you know it was just so peaceful and I felt so content and I couldn't even describe it so I started reading um, I believe it was like Surah Surah Nas or Surah Falaq, one of them, I started reading the small surahs of just Amma. And then the cam- while I was reading, the camel was looking at, the cam- camel moved over and looked at me, bro. It was like a scene from a movie, Wallahi. And I was just reading it, and then it was just like, I just burst into tears, subhanAllah. And I couldn't explain it. You know, at that time, it was like, I was just a Somali kid who got put into Duxi on the weekends and was, you know, lost. And then having done this trip and being in those moments, it's very similar to yours. I didn't know Arabic. I didn't even know what the small surahs meant. Um, I don't even know Arabic yet. So it's like I have a, that's a big distance between me and the Quran, which I'm hoping to achieve. But it really was that huge, it was that deep feeling and it changed my life. Wallahi, it changed my life. And how it affected me was that when I came back home, and finished off like my freshman year of high school and mm-hmm. furthering on I chose to pray mm-hmm. you know wow. and I chose to say something in me was like let me learn you know mm-hmm. so I remember writing down in my notebook Surah Fatiha Bismillahirrahmanirrahim Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen Allahu Akbar all these things about the prayer that I never knew what they meant I'm sure I heard it many times mm-hmm. but I never knew so it really affected me so much so that to this day when I in, in my salah, I know Surah Fatiha because of those moments and because of that experience Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave me. You know, it's so, it was so powerful and to this day I can't explain it. Like, I can't explain it, but those that was one of the earliest times that I felt the sweetness yeah. of Iman and it really did, like, you push me mm-hmm. to, okay, take my religion more seriously, um, learn about it yeah. more seriously, and yeah. also, it just, like, awaken me uh, yeah literally <laughs> i think when you um it's a gift it's and true once gift. you experience iman it's this the feeling in your heart it's so full and so content mm-hmm. it's beyond this dunya yeah it's beyond it you mm-hmm. know and you know we are our bodies are we have the body the mind and the soul right mm-hmm. and we often forget about the soul mm-hmm. and the Correct. soul is what's going to live on yeah. once our body decomposes and it's gone right our soul mm-hmm. will return i mean every night when we go to sleep our soul is with Allah. yeah well low alam where that is <laughs> but subhanallah like when you experience something like that, one, it's a gift. Imagine Allah, um, Al-Hakim, right? The one that is the most wise, He chose in those moments to gift you yeah. with this feeling that, you know, Allah is Al-Latif. He is mm. the most, like, subtle. Yeah. And SubhanAllah, like, I just, I can't, it's indescribable. I just can't. Yeah. Like, and the thing is, it's like, when you make dua to Allah, like, we know there's a hadith where if you go to Allah walking, Allah comes to you at speed. If mm-hmm. you go a handspan, Allah comes an arm span, right? Like, you don't have to do a lot. Mm-hmm. And Allah wants you to have this dunya and the akhirah. So, how merciful is Allah? SubhanAllah. Subhanallah. And 
And the way to get that is to just do the basic things that we've mm-hmm. been told to do. Yeah. Right? And subhanAllah, so profound. Yeah. <laughs> so inshallah, um, those are one of our earliest times. And, you know, tasting sweetness of Iman and feeling that connection with Allah, sometimes it seems so far away. Mm-hmm. And we can relate to that so much. Yeah. You know, your Iman, the Prophet Sallallahu says, Iman, it goes high and it goes low, mm-hmm. you know? So it's like, don't feel discouraged when your Iman is low. Don't feel yeah. discouraged when you feel so far from Allah. Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Taala mm-hmm. never left you alone. You know, Allah says, فَإِنِّي قَرِيب, I am close. You know, so inshallah, what we'll get into is some tips that have helped us a lot mm-hmm. when it comes to this topic and just getting closer to Allah in those times when you feel so discouraged, mm-hmm. when you get so busy with life and you lose focus and you lose priority, mm-hmm. priority over what should be first, first right. which, is, which is Allah subhanahu yeah. wa ta'ala. So I'll let Hajira start off with a tip inshallah and I'll get into yeah. mine after. And I'm glad you kind of prefaced that a little bit where subhanAllah, like, we just share small moments that Allah gifted us with and we are com- we are sinners. Yeah. We are wrongdoers. Mm-hmm. We are lost. I mean, growing up in the United States, you know, in a city that's predominantly white, mm-hmm. you know, where you are the minority, it is hard. Mm-hmm. Holding on to your deen is difficult, you know, mm-hmm. but it's not impossible. Yeah. Allah is so merciful and so loving and Allah has always been there for us, mm-hmm. you know. And all and Allah commands us to not despair in his mercy, to never give up. So, and so I know I've had moments of feeling numb, mm-hmm. feeling just like robotic in yeah. my salah, feeling just like you know, no presence and just kind of doing things mm-hmm. just to do it, you know, and not really feeling moved. Mm-hmm. And then I would have feelings about those feelings. I'd be like, I don't feel moved. Now I feel bad for not feeling moved. Mm-hmm. Moved, And it's just like, it's feelings on feelings on feelings. And subhanAllah, like just, you know, we are always going to be in need of Allah. Yeah. And every single person that enters Jannah is by the mercy of Allah. Um, it's not because of our actions, it's because Allah's mercy, right? Mm-hmm. Because we could never worship Allah to his, um, to his like deserving, yeah, yeah to mm-hmm. his worth. Mm-hmm. We can never, and we just have to be humble and continue to turn back and repent. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so never give up, never give up. Mm-hmm. So, one thing I wanted to share, like a tip or something, I know one thing that has helped me. Allah is something simple as adhkar. And adhkar are just remembrances of Allah. Um, saying, subhanAllah, glory mm-hmm. be to Allah. Saying, you know, Allahu Akbar, Allah is the greatest. Saying, la ilaha illallah, our kalima, you know, our testification that there is no God but Allah, right? Those things, to practice it on the tongue is beneficial not only to your mind, it's beneficial to your body, it's beneficial to your heart, your soul. It has wondrous effects, you know. These are practices that the Prophet ﷺ did, and he is the best person mm-hmm. to follow. And one thing that he did a lot was he sought forgiveness from Allah. Imagine mm-hmm. someone who was the best of humans. Mm-hmm continuously seeking forgiveness what and that's something to kind of unpack and think about um i remember once he shared with me Hidal, that you know have you noticed that after we get out of salah we we say astaghfirullah the moment after mm-hmm. right when we just did something good something mm-hmm. khair we just did a good act why are we asking for forgiveness when we just did something good worshiping Allah? well it just goes to show that even when we're doing good 
it's still not it's still not at the level of what Allah deserves and that how part. worthy Allah is mm-hmm. right and that isn't our like that isn't our priority because that's something we cannot reach mm-hmm. but what is important is that we never give up you know Allah says that he he is as his slave sees him right mm-hmm. how we perceive Allah to be and Allah is the most merciful he told us that that his mercy outweighs his punishment right and we just have to make sure that we keep trying and the Prophet Muhammad وسلم, he sought istighfar he said he would um, ask Allah for forgiveness regularly Mm-hmm. you know regularly and um that is something that i've practiced you know something small just saying astaghfirullah 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 and actually being present not just running through the words i swear it, it subhanallah I'll, I'll say it for a little bit one day and later that day i end up finding a short video on youtube a little reminder and that ends up getting getting into my heart and then mm-hmm. i end up opening up the kitab or doing it is it's like a domino effect subhanallah because allah wants you to go to Jannah. Mm-hmm. Allah wants that. And all we have to do is take one step towards Allah, you know, and istighfar is the best start to do that because think about, you know, when you have clothes, your clothes naturally, they get dirty, right? Mm-hmm. And we never will wear our clothes like every single day without taking a day to clean it. Mm-hmm. That is normal, right? Mm-hmm. We're not going to put perfume on dirty clothes. Mm-hmm. It's not the right order. Yeah. We have to make it clean, and then you can put on uh, perfume on top of that. And so istighfar is a great way to cleanse our heart. Mm-hmm. Um, but what about you, Hida? Well, that mind goes into exactly mm-hmm. that, which is purifying your heart, to to nafs. Um, many of us may not be familiar with this or grow up being familiar with this, but purifying your heart even as a Muslim, even when you have tasted the sweetness of Iman, even when you are praying and fasting and do the, doing all these acts of ibadah, it is so, so, so important. And I'm going to share with you guys a hadith narrated by Abu Hurairah where he said that the Prophet said that, Verily, when the slave of Allah commits a sin, a black spot appears on his heart. When he refrains from it, seeks forgiveness and repents, his heart is polished clean. But if he returns, it increases until it covers his entire heart. And that is the ron, which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions where he says, No, rather the stain has covered their hearts of which they were earning. So imagine every time you're sinning, every time you make a mistake, and whether it is intentionally or unintentionally, there is a black dot that appears on your heart. And without you seeking forgiveness, like what Hajira said, through adhkar and through raising your hands and making dua to Allah and purifying your heart, your heart is only going to get darker and more sick. And that is why you become numb many mm-hmm. times. Many times you're complaining and we are complaining. Mm-hmm. I'll be saying, why is it that I don't feel connection to Allah mm-hmm. when although I'm praying five times a day, maybe I'm doing many acts of sins mm-hmm. that are displeasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, which is keeping me from that guidance. Mm-hmm. You know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when He gives you guidance, that is such a huge gift. Yeah. When you are able to bow your head down and prostrate to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, do you know how lucky you are and how fortunate we all are? It is such a huge, huge gift. And we can't take for granted that. We can't take for mm-hmm. granted many of us who were born into Islam or yeah. who reverted to Islam. 
you know, and purifying your heart. If you are someone who is constantly doing one thing or a couple things daily to purify your heart, you're going to start to feel that sweetness of Iman. You're, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to guide you. And like what Hajira was saying from the Hadith Qudsi, where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, whoever comes with a good deed will have the reward of 10 like it and even more. And whoever comes with an evil deed will only have one bad deed. Whoever draws close to me by the length of a hand, I will draw close to him by the length of an arm. And whoever comes to be walking, I will come to him running. Like Hajira said, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he only wants you. All that is required of you is to take one step. One step and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will do the rest for you. Are you taking that step to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Am I, Hilal, really trying? I'm saying I'm trying. I'm complaining. You know, am I really trying? It's very important for us to not just try, but to keep trying. This fight that we have with our nafs and all the trials that we face, it is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us this is a dunya. He's yeah. going to test us until we reach our grave. This is what's going to be happening to us. So when we take it upon ourselves to do things and be conscious and be mindful of purifying our heart, and that can look like you finally doing some adhkar throughout mm -hmm. your day. You reading Quran, you looking at a translation, mm -hmm. a tafsir of the Quran, you helping someone in your family, you know, helping someone in need, donating some sadaqah. You know yourself and you know where you are at with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and what you need to do. And you are the only one who knows best. Mm -hmm. People can only advise you so much. Mm -hmm. So I would say purifying your heart and finding something that you can do daily, something new that can really, really, really help you clean those black stains from mm -hmm. your heart. And I promise you, these are Allah's words. Mm -hmm. This is not our words. Yeah. Everything we're mentioning. Yeah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says this in his Quran. Yeah. You know that yeah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he's close. Mm -hmm. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he's here to answer your yeah. du'as. Yeah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is so kind and so merciful. You guys, we need to think in the Quran. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, each time in every single chapter, except for one chapter, he opens up by saying, Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. He chooses the two names, Ar-Rahman and Ar-Rahim. Mm -hmm which both encompass a part of his mercy. Yep. This is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reminding us that, you know, he is so merciful, more than we can even ever even imagine. Yeah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is on your side. Yeah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala doesn't want only just Jannah for you, which is the eternity, but he wants a good life for you in this dunya. Yep. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us what in the Quran also that when we fear him, he will open up doors for us. Yep. You have problems in your life, fear Allah. Yeah. Allah has the solutions for you in the Quran. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the all loving. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you know, we always forget this. And it's many times it's because of our upbringing, yeah. because we're often scared to even raise our hands. Mm. Do not let shaitan trick you. The yeah. whispers, the whispers of shaitan. Yeah. Know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is always here for you. But we need to take advantage of it. And that can only happen if we take the steps to better ourselves, mm -hmm. to purify our heart, to increase in our adhkar. You know, so inshallah, that is my tip. Mm -hmm. um, thank you so much, Hilal, for sharing that. You you just brought up so many different things, <laughs> mashallah. And yeah, just to kind of reiterate what you just said, these are Allah's words. Mm -hmm. You know, we're nothing. <laughs> we're just laymen, you know. Mm -hmm. We're just trying out here to survive this world. And we're just holding on to the little that we know. Mm -hmm. You know, when Allah says... 
no do not despair in his mercy I'm like okay okay Elba, I won't I won't give up I won't give up this is what you said this is your words this is your speech you know and I know I'm certain about that I'm not certain about myself about my actions because you know Allah also says we were created weak yeah right and even before that Allah says that Allah wants to lighten your burden subhanallah can you imagine Allah saying that in the Quran? And then after that saying, that indeed uh, mankind was created uh, weak. Mm-hmm. Subhanallah, subhanallah. Um, so Allah is on our side and we just got to take the steps towards Allah. And um, so I'm going to stop right there. And anything wrong that we've done is from ourselves, our nafs and shaitan. And may Allah forgive us. Um, and any khair that we've just shared right now is from Allah. It's not even us. Okay? We're just trying. Sign of Allah. It, yeah. And um, I really appreciate um, anyone that's listening. And mm-hmm. please join us in our next conversation. Yeah, so thank you so much. I don't know how to end this. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, join us on our next conversation, inshallah. Inshallah. Jazakallah khair. Alrighty, assalamu alaikum.